This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner right here in the middle of Ventura, California. Got my good friend, my co-host here, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing today? Ah, I'm doing great, Michael. Uh, had a great week. Yeah, I really did have a good week. I got a lot accomplished, so I feel good about myself. It always feels good when you're able to get a lot done. And then, of course, I look forward to the weekends when we can do the show together. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and I always learn something. Uh, how about you? How's your week been? How's everything at the Lind Group? Oh, life is good here, my friend. We stay busy, 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 but you know, home life's busy too with my four little girls and my bunny and my turtle. So <laughs> it never ends. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you've got quite the family unit going there. Uh, what are we going to talk about on today's show? You know, I, uh, I was kind of putting together some material and I was reading it and looking at it and thought, hmm, let's call today's show, Are You Financially Literate? Ooh. How's that? Does that huh. sound fun? Well, that's an interesting title. Um, you specifically, Tony. Well, yeah, I know I'm not necessarily financial literate. Uh, uh, so we're talking about financial literacy. Uh, maybe you could start by explaining what you mean by financial literacy. Well, that can go in a lot of directions, Tony. And perhaps what I mean initially is just what is your competency level with understanding finances? You know, California is one of the few states that doesn't mandate any type of personal finance classes. So generally, people don't understand stuff perhaps as well as another state where those things are taught to them. Um, but financial literacy goes into a lot of things. It goes into, number one, how financially stable are you? And per your understanding of it, are you saving? Are you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing because you competently understand that? That's a great question for everybody. And perhaps this conversation really gravitates towards different age groups. You know, our expectation of what a 25-year-old should be doing is really different than maybe what a 60-year-old would be doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are you prepared? Are you a Boy Scout? <laughs> Do you understand these things? And I know there can be a lot of ins and outs and it can get uh, complicated, uh, but this is probably a big issue for most of us uh, listening oh, out sure. there, uh, well, financial literacy, right? Oh, yeah. I came across this article and that's what perhaps prompted some of this. And it said nearly two thirds of Americans can't pass a basic financial literacy test. Two thirds. Wow. So out of all the people surveyed, you know, they can't answer basic questions about financial matters. In fact, that's why the government designated last month, April, as National Financial Literacy Month, because by designating a month something, Tony, all of a sudden everybody will learn it. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I hope so. Nope. So is more so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know also, gosh, the government's big on this stuff. April is also uh, national social security month. So, 
Uh, nobody knows about even if we do know about these things like you say uh <laughs> hey we're gonna dedicate a month to it and that's gonna bring enough awareness to it that we're all gonna you know improve in that area in that's our understanding so true. Of and it. And this no. stuff's tough it, it's hard you know i've always equated it to the to a plumber if i need a plumber tony if i have a plumbing problem what am i gonna do i'm gonna pick up the phone and call a plumber now, how right. I find that plumber is the great debate. Am I going to look in the paper? Am I going to look on some directory? Am I going to ask one of my friends that I trust for a referral? But the idea is I'm going to find a plumber and the plumber is going to come over to my house and he's going to look at my problem and he's going to tell me what my problem is. And I have a problem. And my problem is I know nothing about plumbing. And so I'll have to sit there and I'll have to say, wait a second. Hmm. Do I like this person? Do I find them credible? Do I believe what they're telling me? And does this make sense? And, you know, if all those things line up, then maybe I say, hooray, Mr. Plumber, thank you for your insight. Fix my problem. Um, but there's still an inherent amount of trust and faith that goes into that decision. Now, granted, I don't have the time, the ability or the interest at this point in my life to become a plumbing expert so that I can address my own problem. And perhaps that's the challenge with financial literacy is all you out there, you all focus on something. You focus on what you're good at. You focus on your career, your, your skill set, whatever it may be. But that also means that you suffer in different areas. And if financial literacy and financial understanding is the place that you're suffering, that's a tough spot to be in because finances encompass us, right, Tony? They're all around us. They, they constantly consume us. Every component of our life you know, functions with money and resources and, and financial thought. So it's important to have financial literacy. And if you don't have it, and you're not competent with it. It's really important to find someone that you trust that can help and guide you with it. Right. And obviously that's where you come in and the Lynn group. And I know this is something you help your clients with, uh, but things can get complicated, can't they? I mean, um, you mentioned, I, I, I know there are so many different options out there as far as savings vehicles, investment opportunities, sure. uh, retirement vehicles, like, uh, do I do a Roth? Do I do a traditional? What do I do with my 401k? Uh, how much should I have tied to the market? How much should I leave in the bank? Those kinds of questions, uh, can get more complicated than people even realize, can't they? It's, it's so true, Tony. And it's amazing how even those thoughts become almost state specific. If you live in a place like California where there's higher state income tax and you're in a higher bracket, your answers to your situation and your finances could be different than someone who lives in, let's say, Florida or Texas where there's no state income tax. So how we evaluate people's finances can also be associated with their, their geographic location, their personal economic level. There's a lot of moving parts that go into this stuff. And it's just scary. I mean, the standard across America financial literacy is, ugh, I hate to be mean, but it's kind of mediocre. I mean, here's here, here, 44% of Americans don't have enough cash to cover a $400 emergency. This was in a Forbes oh, article. That's terrible. I mean, you know, that's a, ter a terrible statistic. And then it goes on and it says, you know, the average medical emergency nationally costs a thousand bucks. So these people, 44% of Americans, don't even have enough money to cover one basic medical emergency. How scary is that? Or rent. Yeah. Wow. I know. But, it, you know, ugh, you know, what do we do? And there's a lot that drives that, you know, 
people's income level, the wage growth, the, the cost of living where you live. Things impact people's individual ability to save. But I think a bigger part of it, it goes back to that personal finance education. If you don't even know what you're supposed to be doing, then how should we expect you to be doing it? Right. And that's my big beef with the school system these days. Uh, I, you know, I have three kids and I don't think they're being taught in school personal finance. Right. And, th- and like I said, it's California is, I think, one of 14 states or something that does not mandate it. And interestingly enough, there is a direct correlation between higher credit debt, lower credit scores and all of that stuff with the states that don't have uh, personal finance classes. Well, Here's another fun statistic. Yeah. Uh, 43% of those uh, with student loans are not making payments. Wow. Did you know that, That's that student debt is just now second runner up to home mortgage debt, but it's surpassed auto debt, credit card debt, all that other debt. It's approximately one and a half trillion dollars of outstanding student loan debt. And what happens is, is when you take out student loans, number one, you're married to them forever. You can't get rid of them in bankruptcy and all that kind of fun stuff. But it's a very common practice that once you spend all your money getting an education and then getting out of school, that you can't find a job, you can't pay the student loan debt. So what do you do? So you throw them into deferment or forbearance where you can delay the responsibility of paying them. And really what that means for most people is you're going to be paying more because the mm. more you defer and the more interest that accrues and all of that stuff, oh, yeah. the thing will balloon over time. It's yeah. very painful. And that's the problem um, with debt in general, credit cards, student loans, but student loans have gotten, like you say, out of control. Oh, it's bonkers. And you know what I, I read the other day was one of the largest groups of, of the, the quickest amount of student loans being taken out is over 50. Yeah, isn't that isn't crazy? that cool? Yeah, well, people are going back and retooling themselves, and so like you know, I think that's great in and of itself, but the approach is where the challenge exists, perhaps, and that's what we have to look at. Um, you know what, Tony? Let's take a break. Obviously, today we're talking about financial literacy. We're making sure that you understand that you need to be financially literate to be comfortable to get through life, to be able to retire, all of that fun stuff. If you don't have a financial professional, or you're sitting there thinking. Yowzers, man. Maybe I'm not one of the most financially literate people myself. Give me a call. Call Mike. Let's set up a free no-cost consultation. Let's give you some information. Let's put you on a path. Let's get you in a plan. Let's help you make sure that you're on the right track to be financially successful. Give my office a call. 805-500-7035. Feel free to visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. We're going to be right back after this. Are you confident in your financial plans? At The Lind Group, we would like to help you craft a strategy with the right plan, process, and professional to help you through the construction of your financial pyramid, starting with a solid foundation. We will help you with the resources, tools, and understanding you need to be successful. To learn more and to receive your personal financial pyramid guide, visit thelindgroup.com or call us at 805-500-7035. And now back to Financially Tuned with Mike Mansfield. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield of the Lind Group and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, we're talking about financial literacy, asking the question, are you financially literate? Uh, So you talked about uh, a number of things, but you got into student loan debt. 
And yeah. understanding our debt is a big part of financial literacy, knowing what to do. But uh, the student loan debt, uh, the problem stems from the cost of college. I have a son who is in his first year of college and the expenses uh, are outrageous. Yes, yeah, it's, it's bonkers, Tony. You're, you're so spot on. But you know what? I can promise you one thing. It's a better deal now than it's going to be in 18 years. So sure. I've got a I've yep. got a newborn. So there you go. Yeah. The, you know, that. college debt is is a problem. Yeah. You know, how do you deal with it? How do you pay for it? Part of the challenge that, that, you know, a lot of young folks don't really think about is in today's time. There are so many master's degree now that a master's degree is as commonplace as a bachelor's degree was, you know, 20 years ago, kind of a thing. Yep. And so that's the challenge that people are experiencing is they're going to school. They're getting these advanced levels of education. They're putting a lot of money into it. And then they're having a hard time finding a job. And that's because that level of education is now a little more saturated than it was previously. But, you know, it'd be one thing if, uh, you know, it only cost a hundred bucks per class. Right. So you go get your master's degree for nothing. Right. But college costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's projected, you know, here's some fun projections. We'll, we'll play with the projections. And I only think about this stuff cause I've got four little girls, nine, six, three and six months. So I've got a lot of little people to think wow. about college and all this stuff. So it's projected out that in 2036, so that's 18 years from today, the average four year private university when looking at tuition, room and board supplies and all the basic expenses is going to cost a little over $300,000. Currently, it costs around $167,000. So we're talking about it roughly doubling over the next 18 years. A public university, so that was private, you know, a little more expensive. A general public university currently costs about $100,000 to do a four-year program, room, board, tuition, all that kind of stuff. And they project that in 18 years, that's going to be about $184,000. What was cool about this study, though, Tony, I mean, it makes you want to throw up, is they broke it down per a lot of schools. They kind of have the the hoity-toity, the Harvards and MITs here, and then they have some universities. So, look, 2018, you want to send your your little kiddo to UCLA? Woohoo! You know, nice. They can go down to that yeah. uh, Fat Sal's, get those weird sandwiches that sure. have like French fries yeah, and chicken them. nuggets yeah. and everything in them. Um, if they go there in 2018, it costs approximately two hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars as the total cost to get through that program. They project by 2036 in 18 years, that same program is going to be just shy of $400,000. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. That's a lot of dough, man. That's huge. $400,000 to have a dime a dozen degree. Ooh, man. Well, you're going to, and the problem is, is wages have stagnated. Well, so while college well, goes up, wages have stayed the same or gone down in value. So. Well, and that's what's fascinating. We're talking about financial literacy here. We're talking about a, a large percentage of the population can't deal with a thousand dollar problem. So when all those young people that can't deal with a thousand dollar problem, how are they going to deal with a four hundred thousand dollar bill on their kids stuff because they popped out a kid this year? It's scary. Yeah, it is. It's overwhelming. You go to somewhere fancier, Stanford, MIT, Harvard kind of a thing. It's about two hundred and seventy thousand dollars right now. And they project it to be just shy of a half a million bucks by then. Wow. How the heck 
are we going to go from here, you know, lack of financial literacy to in 18 years from now, be financially competent and have all this money, all this resources, you know, we have a lot of work to do with ourselves, with our society. People really need to bring this together. Now, maybe the argument is college shouldn't cost that much and that's its own problem, but you know what? It is what it is. It is what you know, it's it kind of like it's kind of like medical care costs. You can complain all you want, but when you need medical care, you need medical care. Yeah. So it's a little scary, my friend. Another fun statistic: fifty-six percent of Americans have less than ten thousand saved for their golden years. So this is, you know, this is changing from how much do you have in an emergency fund at the bank to how much have you saved for retirement. And that's a scary statistic because a large population, large percentage rather of our population are people, you know, it's the baby boomers. We're nearing retirement. Yeah. How do you retire? Did you know social security wasn't designed to be a retirement? It was supposed to be a supplement. Yeah. So it's hard to supplement $10,000 with social security. Well, it's almost impossible. I mean, <laughs> but what what has caused this problem? I mean, why do so many people have less than $10,000 saved for retirement? Well, you know, I, I, I could get into my emotional opinion, but I think a lot of it has to do with what you mentioned earlier, Tony. You know, there's been a stagnation in wage growth and some things like that. The, the ability of getting a higher education isn't intrinsically always benefiting people anymore like it used to. And opportunities have changed. You know, I mean, it used to be that you could go buy big, you know, plots of land out in Palm Desert and stuff for, for nothing that now costs a lot of money. So all a lot of those intrinsic opportunities that have always been kind of around us, starting a business, being the first person to, you know, having a website, all those things have changed and it's hard to find new opportunities to continue our growth and our savings. And things have gotten more expensive. I mean, do you remember? I, I can remember in high school. What did I not have in my pocket in high school, Tony? Uh, a phone? Uh, yeah, a cell phone. Yeah. We didn't have the internet. Nope. You know, we didn't have cable TV. You know, we had a home phone because that's all there was. Um, but you look at these young families and old families and everyone in between, and the inherent costs of surviving are so much higher now because you got to pay for cell phones. You got to pay for, you know, um, internets and all these things at home and, and extra insurances. Insurance is significantly more than it used to be. Um, pension programs have gone away in the workforce. There are so many things that have changed in just 20 years, but really 40 years that it costs a lot more money to exist. Yeah. That's a challenge. And so people have to weigh those, right? Mm -hmm. You have to decide what is the most important thing. Is this a need or is it a want? And that's a fundamental challenge for most. Yeah, it is. And and I think, uh, it's a challenge. And the more we understand it, the more financially literate we are, uh, the better off we're going to be. Now, we need to take another quick break right here. Mike, uh, why don't you let our listeners know what you can offer them? Uh, I know you have a great offer, a complimentary consultation and some other things. Yeah, Tony, thanks for that. So anybody that gives us a call, no cost, complimentary, you come in, I'm going to put you on a plan. We're going to help you understand exactly what you need to be doing to be on a retirement income plan. We're going to do social security maximization, cash flow planning, tax planning, legacy planning. We're going to help bring it all together. I do these initial consultations, this initial financial planning, 
at no cost to you. So there's a huge amount of value in picking up the phone and giving me a call. Our office number is 805-500-7035. You can always visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. But, but give us a call, 805-500-7035. And a couple commercials here. We'll be right back. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At The Lind Group, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you'd like a complimentary copy, call our office at 805-500-7035 or visit us at thelindgroup.com to learn more. And now back to Financially Tuned with Mike Mansfield. And welcome back to our last segment for this episode of Financially Tuned and with our amazing host, of course, uh, Mike Mansfield of the Lind Group. And Mike, you're talking about are we financially literate? These All these facts really point to a broader issue that uh, Americans lack basic financial literacy. Um, so there are a lot of problems surrounding this. Uh, where do we go from here? No, that's a great question, Tony. I mean, everything, you know, education is power. Understanding is power. And that's perhaps the biggest failure is when you don't understand something, you don't even know what you're supposed to be fixing. So the best thing that you can do, if you're concerned about your finances, if you're concerned about your financial future and your retirement, is step one is to start to educate yourself and find somebody that you can work with to get sound advice from. That's why I encourage everybody to give me a call. Mike Mansfield at the Lynn Group here, 805-500-7035. Let me be that steward for you. Let me give you the advice that you need, the understanding that you need to make good financial decisions. I help my clients with all kinds of stuff, Tony. I help them buy homes. I'm not a lender, but I help them with the math and the understanding if it makes sense. I've probably bought, uh, let's see, I don't know, at least five or six cars now this year with my clients, because if they want to buy a car, I like to go down to the car lot and kick the tires and fight with the numbers because I understand how those programs work and I like the conversation. So let me help you with the important financial decisions so that you don't steer yourself into a weird corner. But look, this stuff is complicated. I mean, heck, here's a perfect example. Right now, I'm, I'm a big advocate, as everyone knows from listening to me, of retirement income planning. A common theme is that people purchase annuities with pre-taxed money. That means an IRA or they roll their 401k into an annuity. Step two of that thought is that when you turn 70 and a half, you have what are called mandatory required minimum distributions. Did you know that by putting IRA money that has those mandatory distributions into an annuity, it's 10 times more complicated per the IRS than just a regular IRA or a 401k account? They calculate it much differently. And what they start looking at is they start looking at those, those income riders and those pensions and all that other stuff. And they make another calculation that's actually called an actuarial present value calculation for you to properly take a required minimum distribution. I would argue just from my experience that even most financial professionals, most insurance agents, most everybody really have no clue what this means and have no clue where they're steering you. Point being is these law changes with retirement accounts and funding IRAs with retirement money, IRA money, 
This all came into pass in 2006. It's very complicated. It's very interesting. If you bought an annuity since 2006 and you used an IRA to fund it, you should call me. We should talk about it because you might have some things that you don't understand. One of the most common themes that I see going around town is that people buy these annuities that on the income side, not even your account side, the income side, they give you a, a 20% bonus, a 20% jump right off the gates. Did you know mathematically, if you have more than 20% in the income account, that all of a sudden it completely changes how the IRS views your mandatory distributions and they could be more? Nobody knows that. I've never heard anyone talk to me about that. <laughs> no. This stuff is very complicated, Tony. But And the point I even get into it is not to make you turn the radio off, which is probably your first inclination, is to really reinforce that financial literacy sometimes does need to be handled by a financial professional. You need to understand the things that you need to understand, and then you need to have a pro on your side to help you. So once again, if you've bought an annuity since 2006 and you put IRA money or 401k money into that bad boy, you should call me. We should talk about it to see if your person gave you the correct understanding and the correct advice on how you're going to use this for income planning and deal with your mandatory distributions because it could be significantly more complicated. So that's just my little micro public service announcement this week. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, well, I think it's a good one. Yeah. It's important. Uh, and obviously we do need help. Uh, and that's where you come in. I mean, uh, financial literacy is important. Now we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Well, Tony, I, I, hopefully one of the things that my clients could let our listeners know, or my listeners hopefully feel from this, I love what I do. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it so much that I like to research it. I like to read about it. I like to educate myself and further my understanding because this is my passion. I really do enjoy understanding financial literacy, understanding retirement income planning. That's why I've written books. That's why I do this radio shows. I like to think, I like to put the message out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, for our listeners, Finding someone like me that has a passion for what I do is huge because passion means I'm always going to be striving to find new ways to improve your financial life. So if that's something you're interested in, if you'd like to schedule a no cost complimentary consultation, if you'd like to understand, you know, what your retirement income projections are starting to look like, give us a call 805-500-7035. As I always say, visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. We're right here smack dab in the middle of Ventura. We're located on Victoria right across the street from the government center, so we're easy to get to. But give us a call, 805-500-7035. As always, we love everybody that gives us feedback off the radio show, so don't hesitate to give us a call, shoot us an email. If you have any topics, thoughts, questions you want answered, let us know. We'll, We'll get to them. So... Thanks again, Tony. As always, my friend, it's awesome doing this with you. And we will be back at the same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 